the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. And welcome back. First of all, I want to say thanks to everybody that came out this morning. Uh, we had the uh, seminar before the radio show. Um, hopefully people learned a lot or enjoyed it. Our, hopefully a combination of both. We were talking about a lot of different things. Uh, the market's recent volatility has come up quite a bit. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a interesting being on my side of the business. Uh, seeing what is said and you know what is reported in the papers and how much of it's true, how much of it's not true. And you, you'd think that uh, people would actually go and look up a lot of the stuff that they're talking about, which obviously they're not. It's just, it cracks me up, but that's okay. It gives me something to talk about. Uh, we're talking about corrections and you've heard, so many people say there haven't been any corrections, you know, in the S and P 500 for you know since 2009. It's been straight up, really. The uh, I don't I don't know where you've been. Yeah, 2000. Actually, if I go back to 2010 and 11, there were two corrections that were 20 percent during that year. Those two years, there was a seven and a half percent correction in 2013. There was a 10 percent correction in 2014. 2015, there was a 12% correction. It actually extended all the way into 2016 and goes down 15%. Uh, how much more do you want? <laughs> so this is like, yeah, not that much. Yeah, it's not that, you know, I'm just really not that uh, afraid. And I don't think you should be doing anything about it other than um, if you are nervous, just call your advisor, talk to him about it or her. And, uh, but this is pretty normal. You know, it's every 12 to 18 months that, that really hasn't changed a whole lot, you know, since I started in the business and quite frankly, since way before I got started. And it's one of the main reasons people generally don't do that well in stocks. They give up. It's one of the reasons. There, there are lots of reasons, but that's a big one. They don't expect the market's volatility and market volatility or market fluctuation. You know, it's like wintertime. You know it's coming. You just don't know when. They're not as, uh, um, what should I say? They're, they're not as infrequent 
is Brown Super Bowl victories. <laughs> they're actually, they're a lot more frequent than that. The, uh, but uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I love the Browns. The Browns are playing quite well this year. I'm, I am impressed, and I'm really impressed. And that that kid is this his first year? Are you kidding me? The uh, he's <laughs> if he doesn't get hurt, that guy's going to be awesome. He's a rookie. People forget that. You know, it takes two three years to learn everything you need to learn for that. You know, almost as much as it takes to uh, learn about the stock market. I can shorten that learning curve down quite a bit, by the way. And uh, we are still uh, working on the lookout for the bullet. Should be up within the next week or two. Uh, that's kind of interesting. You know, I really like. I I manage a portion of money uh, that I manage using the style that uh, Michael Seeger is actually going to talk about. He's gonna. Uh, I'm basically relaying this to him. I've set up a uh, software package with my scans on it for him. I've shown him how to run that those scans, and so he will post those uh, on the internet for people who want to follow this particular investment management style. And I like it. Um, I like it a lot. I don't have as much time to do as much of it as I'd like to, because uh, you know, I am running a, a business, but uh, that's part of the discipline too. You've got to be able to go through and pick out those companies uh, that you think have the best probabilities of going higher, and you, you run with that. You have a, set, a system set up in place so that you don't really have to question too much. If you like it, you buy it. You know how much you're supposed to buy and where you place your stop orders. Everything should be answered before you get into the stock. And uh, I'm, we're calling it math over emotions because it's almost all math. And you do get to pick in this particular investment management style. So you're going to screen the stocks, but you're going to, and you're going to pick from those screens. The screens are done using math. How much you buy is going to be done using math. Where you sell is going to be done using math. So the only thing that the input, the only input you really have is okay, which of these stocks are you going to buy? But if you're following this methodology, and it's an old one, by the way, I mean this is really old. Uh, it's just that very few people talk about it, and not a whole lot of people know a lot about it, because psychologically it's pretty tough. Intellectually, not so much. You got a uh, high school education. You've got more education than you need to do what we're going to be doing. So just stay tuned for that because uh, it'll be coming out over the next few weeks. If you have a phone call, question, or comment, you can call us 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. Right at the end of the seminar today, we were talking a little bit about the retirement planning issue uh, and how simple that actually is and how complicated the industry likes to make you believe it is. You can make anything as complicated as you'd like, but I'm here to tell you that retirement planning, not all that difficult because normally you have social security or a pension. If you have a pension, if you're lucky enough to have one, uh, you've got savings that you've put aside, hopefully, you know, for retirement because living on social security by itself is pretty difficult. It's doable, but it's difficult. And then you have uh, business or, or working income that you might, you know, a lot of people like to uh, work in the retirement. I think it's a good idea because sitting at home uh, every day doing nothing's not a good idea. Uh, it's not good for your health, quite frankly. But you've got that going. And if you if you own a business or you own rental properties, you can count that income. But that's that's basically it. You're done. 
That'll tell you approximately what you can afford to do. Now, how you invest is going to have a big impact over how much you can take out of your savings. That's going to have a huge impact. So that is incredibly important. In fact, I think it's the single most important item in your retirement income planning is how you how are you investing? Because that's you're going to be using those assets to supplement your other income or maybe your sole source of income, depending on who you are in, in your situation. But that's basically it. I mean, you've got income from pensions or Social Security. Uh, if you own a business, if not, then you have your savings. And you're pretty much done. So if you know what those things are, it, not, all, not all that difficult, is it? The, uh, and putting together an investment plan, that's that's where it can get pretty complicated because they're Thousands upon thousands of options. I mean, literally. So weeding your way through all that, that's what we do. You know, we weed our way through that stuff, try to put together portfolios for people, both who are trying to accumulate enough money to be able to retire and for those people who are already retired, trying to make that last as long as they can. And I know when we get into situations like this where the market's down quite a bit in a relatively short time period, that is, a, it's scary uh, and it's going to be scary. If you go back to 2000, 2008, 2009, those big drops, like 50% or more, those are super scary. But if you are prepared, you know, if that's what you've prepared for, and it's not such a big deal. In fact, I'm looking at the uh, most recent high, the S&P 500, which was September 21st. Okay, so September 21st was the most recent high. That's about a month ago. And right now, the uh, uh, market's been down 10%. It's been down a little over 10%. If you measure from the high, it's down right around 10%. That is actually pretty normal. You normally have that once every 12 to 18 months. It actually happened a little bit early this year because during January of this year, the market dropped quite a bit, rebounded, finally took out that old high, and then it dropped back down a bit. But that's kind of, you know, realistically, you look at a long-term chart of the stock market, that's pretty normal. This is all pretty normal. And another thought that I I started at the seminar, and I I think I finished it, but was if you really wanted to get some sort of an idea of how well the economy is doing, there are various statistics, and I'll gather some up for next week's radio show, and we'll talk about that. There are leading indicators and there are lagging indicators. Leading indicator, by the way, is the stock market. The uh, the problem with relying on that solely is that it's kind of manic depressive. <laughs> yeah, the market will go way up, then come way down, then go way up. And uh, I think one of the things that people uh, don't realize is how fast markets can go up. They go down fast, but they go up fast too. In fact, we go to, let's see, I'm looking at August 21st. Market had a little pullback in 2017. And from August 31st up to see, January, right before a big sell-off, it goes up 18.5% in that short of a time period. And by the way, these are huge stocks. So if you looked at the stocks that were relatively small, they were really flying during that time period. Not always, though. They did in that time period, but they don't always do that. Sometimes the large stocks go up faster than the smaller ones, occasionally. And then, of course, you get that really big drop 
right in, uh, near the end of January, February, it erased like, oh, looks like two thirds of that gain. And then it comes back, goes up and takes out that old high. So if, then again, if you, if you measure from the bottom in February to uh, where it peaked out here just a few weeks ago, you're thinking, sweet, it's up 16%. Awesome. Yeah. And then it's down 10% in a couple days. <laughs> Actually, it was over a month, and that's a good sign. It's not actually happening in one or two days because that would be hard for everybody to take. Uh, it happens, though. You know, the more computers get uh, involved in the uh, uh, stock market, the more that's going to happen. And it's interesting. I'm talking to somebody at the seminar today. And we we're talking about. Uh, he was talking about artificial intelligence, and you know that it's going to uh, start running the stock market. It's going to do extremely well and actually it's already happening the uh, there are lots of computer programs that are running some of them are doing incredibly well it's not like you think though the ones that are doing incredibly well are not doing it because they're predictive at all they're actually reactive and they get to cut in line so it's, it's that the level the field is not level those firms are called high frequency trading firms and they really don't forecast the future. They see where the activity is, and then they, they they make it worse or better, depending on whether it's going up or down. And they jump in front of all the orders that they get to see. I mean, imagine if you could see the orders coming in, and you were allowed to buy or sell ahead of that. Yeah, they should be profitable every day. The fact that they are not is saying, hey, somebody there is doing something wrong. <laughs> and... uh if you had, if, if we had that ability, I can't imagine us not making a lot of money too. So, but that's not artificial intelligence, although they call it that. You know, that's that's the problem with the uh, the media. It is just so hard to ferret out the the factual data from opinion. That is incredibly difficult, and oftentimes the you know the, the headlines are written just you know for the the act of getting the attention because people are paying, you know, advertiser paying per click, you know? So that makes it really difficult. You know, by the way, later in, in today's show, like the last segment, I'm going to go through some of those stocks that we were talking about on the lookout for the bull website that that's under work uh, in process, uh, because there are some stocks here that actually look pretty good and their valuations look really good. Um, I like it. So we'll talk about that. And these are the types of stocks that, that come up on the scans that we're talking about. Uh, and uh, that's going to be really fun at some point in time. You know, we'll probably just do a class just on that. I think today, you know, I, I went, I spoke for about 50 minutes. I went five minutes over what I wanted to, but, um, and I know a lot of people are going, wait, he only spoke for 50 minutes. Are you kidding? Is he, is he sick? Is he, <laughs> is he okay? Uh, because I typically speak a lot longer than that, but that's okay. That's, that's the new me. <laughs> that's the new older me. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to do these classes on how to do this um, because A, it's fun. B, highly educational. Even if you never plan on buying or selling a stock in your life, it's still interesting. It's still interesting. You'll see things that would take you years to come up with on your own. And I would like to say that I invented it. But that wouldn't be true. <laughs> I actually copied most of this stuff. There are some things I've added to it, which I'm sure the people that, that 
you know, broke the ground before me would appreciate. I know they would if they were still alive. Some of them are, and I haven't really shared a lot of this with them, but I'm sure they probably know. And I think it's really fascinating. There are actually patterns that show up. They're uh, not what you think they are. In fact, the whole process of uh, process of investing is so difficult for some people to get their, their arms around. That's actually what creates a, a job for people like me. Uh, it's hard. You know, I'm talking to people and they're going, well, I think that, you know, this company is doing this. Um, yeah, you need to figure out what that should normally sell for. There is a method of doing it. It's actually pretty simple. And, uh, I'm not going to get into it right now because I only have two minutes before a commercial break and I'd have to break. But the, uh, maybe the second segment, we'll talk about that. How do you know? You, you see a fund. I think I really want to invest in that fund. Why do you want to invest in that fund? Uh, because it's done very well. So after the fact, now you want to jump on? Um, and I, I say that, you know, just to kind of intimidate them, uh, with that tone of voice, because that's exactly actually how they should be thinking. And it shakes them, it shakes people up. What, what do you mean? <laughs> well, maybe we'll take a look at some of the stocks that are in that fund. Cause they all have to report that, by the way. They have to report that. If you're a fund that's available to the public, you have to show us everything. Yeah, it's mandatory. And finding that out is not that hard to do, especially if you have a uh, super expensive subscription to Morningstar like I do. <laughs> I can find out in a matter of seconds. But the uh, And then you want to apply some of these rules. Like how much is that stock really worth? How much should it actually be selling for under normal conditions? How do I avoid holding on to Facebook because Facebook went from 195 down to 155 goes all the way up to 215 from that point. I'm thinking, Oh, I'm not selling that because it likes to go down to 155 and then come back again. And today it's at 145. I have, uh, I'm not even going to say it. I was going to say that's what you get, <laughs> but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Uh, you have to know what these kinds of stocks should normally be selling for. And when they get overpriced, stay away. Stay away. That's not investing. That's gambling. We don't like to do that. Anyway, I got to take a real quick commercial break. I'm Bill Bullington right here on 1420 The Answer. Be right back. Hi, it's Dennis Prager for Window Nation. Temperatures are falling fast, and that is a great reminder that your window, pun intended, for getting new windows installed before the holidays and snow hits is closing. While most window companies are experiencing 12-week lead times, Window Nation can do it in less than half the time and save you half the money. Call today and get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. Buy six, get six free. No limit. There's only one thing better than free windows, free financing. And for the next two weeks, Window Nation is offering no interest for five years. New windows now and no interest for 60 months. Call the window company that over 80,000 homeowners have already trusted and take advantage of this amazing offer now and get two windows free for every two windows you buy and 0% interest for five years. Visit windownation.com and save this winter and forever on your energy bills. Eliminate the nasty drafts and start enjoying all the benefits of new windows today. That's windownation.com or call 866-90-NATION today. Let's talk about your business for a minute. 
Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial-grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. From an idea that started in 1967, Our Lady of the Wayside has grown to serve almost 900 children and adults with developmental disabilities throughout Northeast Ohio. It's an operation that is still growing thanks to tremendous support and generous donations like the Wayside's Car Donation Program. You can donate your ride to the Wayside for a great tax write-off by calling 1-800-368-6262. The Wayside is also looking for people to join their team. They hire for attitude and train for skills. Visit thewayside.org to apply today. Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook. Vacation Fixation. If you'd like to call us today, 216-901-0945 is the number, 216-901-0945. If you'd like to talk to me in my office, you can go to BullingtonCapital.com, and there's a contact us form. Uh, be glad to have uh, my assistant call you back and set something up, or I'll call you back personally and set something up. I talk pretty fast, so a lot of people have a lot of questions. Uh, feel free to go to BullingtonCapital.com, look us up there. Uh, or you can call in here right now, 216-901-0945. And right now I'm going to go right to the phones and talk to Brent. Brent, how you doing? Uh, good morning. Hey. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, a theory or a strategy called Dogs of the Dow, and I wanted to see what you thought of it. Um, You know what? It's really funny. I, I borrowed from that Dogs of the Dow to create a strategy very similar. And I use, uh, uh, I have 44 stocks. I call it my high dividend model. So instead of using the, the Dow uses the top 10 dividend paying stocks out of the Dow. And, you know, it's fine. Uh, but 10 stocks, that thing is really volatile. Volatile. I mean, really volatile. 
Uh, and when GM got in there during the financial crisis, uh, and because it had the dividend, then they cut the dividend and filed for bankruptcy. That really hurt the performance of that model for, uh, for quite a while. So I prefer to take the top four stocks, the highest dividend yielders out of each one of the 11 sectors that make up the S and P 500. And I, we call that our high dividend model. And I will actually rebalance that once a quarter. Those guys rebalance the, do- the dogs of the Dow once a year. So, but I like this. I like the philosophy. The philosophy is the dividend yield goes up when the share price goes down. So, I'll give an example. Let's say you had a hundred dollar stock that's got a two dollar and fifty cent dividend yield. Okay, so that's two point five percent, right? If the stock goes down to fifty, okay, now that two dollars and fifty cents equals five percent. And that, that's basically the, the concept behind the dogs of the Dow. And it's also the concept behind my high dividend model. Uh, and I've got one that I actually like even better than that. I don't, if you want to hear about it, if not, I'll just save my breath. <laughs> it's up to no, you. Sure. So if you take, there's a measure of cash. It's called earnings before interest and taxes. And if you divide that instead of the dividend yield, if you divide that by the cost of buying the entire business, that's called enterprise value, it converts it into a yield. And then you buy the top 50 out of the top 1,500. Now, there's a firm called Folio Institutional where you can do that. You can actually have 50 sites. You could have $1,000, and they'll put basically uh, 20 bucks in each one of those stocks. They'll buy a fraction of a share. And, you, of course, you get a fraction of that stock's dividend and all that other stuff. But you can actually do that today with very little money. And that's my personal favorite value strategy because that's what the dogs of the Dow is. It's a value strategy. Um, I just like to be a little bit more diversified. So, uh, but I think, yeah, the, the concept I'm all for, I think it's a great idea. If there seems to be a lot of stocks out there now that are yielding some pretty nice numbers, especially with this recent drop in the market. Yeah. Uh, AT&T and some of the oils, I mean, they're really attractive, I think, at these prices. They really are. And, in fact, I, I run a small fund, and I added that, uh, what you call the high dividend model to that just recently because of that. So, yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's a good long-term idea. It's had a great long-term track record. Uh, when the market's going up really fast, though, it has a tendency to lag behind. You just have to expect that. That's part of the, you know, that's part of the price you pay. Uh, when the market's going down, it has a tendency to hang in there a little bit better. They do tend to rebound a little quicker because that dividend yield gets to be attractive whenever the crisis is over. Everybody looks at that and goes, hey, look at that. Yeah, and then the share price starts going up. So, But that's that whole concept. When the share price goes down, the dividend yield goes up. And when the dividend yield goes up, the uh, you might want to start looking around. Might be some deals out yep. there. Yep. Very good. Well, thanks for your perspective, Bill. Yeah, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye now. And I'm going, uh, is this really Tom Basista? <laughs> Bill, good morning. <laughs> How are you doing? I had to, good. I had to give you a call on, on this dreary day. You put a smile on my face. Oh, what that? a fantastic show. All oh. the information is so valuable that you give out every week. Uh, I just want to thank you for doing this. And I'd like to reveal something that a lot of people know that you were a star high school football player and also excelled at Vanderbilt and Penn State, but very few people know that you are an elite 
bocce ball player, and I enjoyed uh, having you this summer. Uh, and I and I'm hoping to do it again before uh, I'm hoping for a dry day be, uh, before uh, Thanksgiving. We can, we can do it again. It yeah. was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> that is. And he is grossly exaggerating my skills as a bocce ball player. I will tell you. That. Uh, I think you were on the winning side just about every time, but, but you were my yeah, partner. Yeah, that, so that's because you were there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But uh, uh, real quickly, just to change gears, uh, is the correction over, uh, is, or, or is it still going to continue? Well, you know like what? It's, been a little... it's interesting. Normally, uh, the correction will end uh, with a bang. Uh, you'll get a a big down day on really big volume. And if you look at the uh, average volume that it's had over the past few weeks, there have been a couple days where the volume was uh, above average. Uh, it hasn't had a, a gigantic, but it was a substantial increase in volume. And it was on the 11th. Uh, volume was, uh, uh, looked like, say, oh man, almost a billion shares just, just in the uh, S&P 500. That, that's pretty wild. And, and then it was, uh, again, it was close to that, uh, on the 26th. So basically, uh, about, you know, a couple of weeks apart, you've got these two volume, big volume days and the stock market was going down. Now, typically, uh, if you get a, a, a classic washout, you might have a super high volume day. The market will go down and then it will reverse and close up above the 50% mark for that day. If that were to happen, I'd be going, yeah, time to put the rest of the money to work. <laughs> okay. But, uh, then, uh what? Now, uh, what's your feeling on the financials? Are they at, at a low now to buy, or uh, uh, what's your feeling on, uh, on that? Fin- financial sector? stocks are actually, you know, what's actually pretty cheap are really the technology, the uh, because they've been growing so fast, their revenues are growing so fast. Financials are fine. Um, they they didn't they're have fine. A, okay. yeah they didn't have a lot of momentum, but they're not that overpriced, especially when you get to the bigger ones. They're selling at very reasonable valuations, which I really like a lot. So if you were and, really and some with some de- some decent dividends, yes, too, so absolutely. That, that that's a plus for sure. Absolutely, a lot of financial stuff. So I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you a call. Hopefully, we can get together <laughs> next week. Okay, that sounds good. All right, buddy. All right, All right take care. You too. Bye. Bye. And I'm going to go right. By the way, if you want to call in two one six nine zero one zero nine four five, I'm going to go right back to the phones to John. Hey, morning, Bill. Hey. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Budweiser. They uh, they cut the dividend in half, and stock went down seven and a half points on uh, or late last week, or, or a couple of days ago. And then uh, prior to that, it's been going down. And uh, I'm wondering what you see in the tea leaves in the future for for Budweiser. Well, when I look at the uh, chart on it, it looks like it's definitely in a, uh, a longer term downward trend. That's a uh, but that you know that can reverse in a day or two. The uh, I'd actually have to uh, take some time though. I, you know, I'll I'll try to do it. I'll look at the there are a couple things that you can look at that will give you a pretty good indicator uh, at how overpriced or underpriced a stock might actually be. Now, having said that, the market likes to ignore what it you know the valuations. Stocks will run wow. way up ahead. They get so far ahead of what they're actually worth. And then they'll come down and they'll go below what it's actually worth. And the, the, mm. the average range of the average stock on the New York Stock Exchange is 50% a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. This mm. is why people diversify because 
if you were up or down 50% every year, you'd be pretty upset. The, uh, yeah. um, so you spread those out. And the, the symbol for that is actually BUD. B-U-D, yeah. yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, something that's going to help these companies out quite a bit. Okay, here, I, yeah. I just pulled it up. Is uh, the, the revenue, it was down 10% year over year. That's not good. Uh, it's not, it's not horrible. It's not good. Uh, their revenue was about 55 billion. The value of the company's stock is 144 billion, 145 billion. So it's almost three times. It's actually, oh about, my. yeah, but, and that's, that's a little high. That's not good. Well, but the, beer is extremely profitable. So yeah. it, it's not that bad. I mean, it's really, okay. it's, it's nowhere near like a, a Netflix. Netflix is bad. <laughs> I love, I love Netflix. That stock is way overpriced. And I don't care what their growth rate is. They're going to have to grow by a hundred percent a year for four or five years to be worth yeah. what it's selling for today. Uh, and, and actually all Anheuser-Busch has to do is get back to their old ways because the profit margins on beer, pretty good. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they're competing with the craft brew brew people, you know, as their big competitors these days, I think. Yeah, I think there's a... Throughout the world. Yeah, throughout the world. And, uh, you know, it could just be a, a lull. I, I don't really follow the country, the company that closely. The um, so I, I'm allergic to alcohol, so I can't drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate your input. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too, Bill. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, if you'd like to call, 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. You know, I wonder what the, uh, actually, I'm going to try to pull up the key stats on uh, Budweiser, Budweiser and see what the uh, enterprise value. No, nope, they don't have it written down there. That's going to take me a little bit longer, so I guess I'll have to do that during the commercial break. But the uh, they do have uh, enterprise value to revenue, so evidently they do have a fairly significant amount of debt because it's 4.7 that that's that's relatively high you know for that business that's relatively high but it's because they've been so profitable for so long and this is kind of my point about stocks when you're when you're talking about investing if the formulas in the funds that you're using aren't taking into account valuation i would not use them i don't care how well they do in the short run you know, and the S and P is one of the one of the most notorious. You look at the the makeup of the S and P five hundred, and it's made up of a bunch of really big companies who are all selling at prices that are probably you know twenty thirty percent higher than they should be, and they're they've overweighted that. Okay, and I shouldn't. I just misspoke. It's not that it's made up completely of that, but those big companies have an un um, unusually large impact on the index itself because of the way that they invest in it. If they were to invest in it on an equal basis, then there is an equal weight S&P 500. That actually improves the performance over time, or at least it has. And the whole thought process there is instead of putting more money in Microsoft when it's $400 billion than we did when it was $4 billion and growing a lot faster, let's actually keep an equal portion in Microsoft. Let's not add to it after it gets gigantic. And to a lot of people, that doesn't make sense at all. Those people really need an advisor. Uh, somebody that, that does make sense to, you know, you're actually going to be a lot more comfortable in investing, especially if you 
decide that you're going to read the prospectuses on the funds that you're investing in <laughs> or that uh, somebody's actually reading them for you and then explaining it to you. That's the, uh, that, that's a pretty good idea. By the way, I didn't see anything in their uh, news um, for the Bud- Budweiser, but at any rate, I got about three minutes before I had to take another quick commercial break. And uh, I just wanted to say thanks again for everybody that, that had come out on the, uh, this morning. Cause uh, we only had, I had to take this morning to do the seminar this time because the Cuyahoga uh, Tri-Cities Corporate College was booked. They were booked solid. The place is really popular now. And uh, it's a good place. You're a corporation. You want to do a meeting. I can't tell you that the, how good the facilities are there. And uh, they do great, great job with the catering. It's just a, a really nice resource to have in the greater Cleveland area. Actually, Cleveland's got a lot of good stuff. It's uh, it's amazing, really. I think we're probably one of the better kept secrets in the country. Yeah, I go around a lot, and I see a lot of different things. And the price differential between here and what you find in other big cities, this is a good deal. Uh, it's a really good deal, especially uh, if global warming keeps up. <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. So anyway, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, what it might be, what we are going to be doing in the future, looking at some of the scans trying to figure out what's happening right now. That's a key. That's a key concept. What's going on right now? Um, that's a part of an awful lot of religions around the world. You know, it's like, uh, what's it? Christianity says, uh, be still and know that I am God. The uh, uh, Buddhism, stay in the moment. The uh, there's a, I don't know what it, the Quran says about that stuff, but I'm sure there's something that's fairly similar there. And it's kind of interesting. That's really where you need to stay in the uh, financial markets for sure. What do you know right now? What can you know about right now? Well, you know the stocks have been dropping. That's no big deal. That's you should be able to. You should know that that happens quite often. In fact, I remember Peter Lynch recording something or talking about it. Uh, I think it was on YouTube. And he was talking about how many times his fund in the 13 years that he managed the Magellan Fund, the the, uh, S&P was down 10% or more nine times. And every time it was down 9% or more, so was he. Uh, Or 10% or more, so was he. Anyway, i got to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bowling right here on on, uh, 1420 The Answer. Stay tuned. Bob Vila here with my home improvement tip of the day. How much snow on the roof is too much? That depends a lot on the way your roof was constructed. Steep and smooth roofs tend to shed snow easily, while roofs that are only slightly pitched or flat tend to collect big drifts. Another important factor is the weight of the snow. Removing a heavy snow load can be tricky. If you have a multi-story house, you'd best not be climbing up and down icy cold ladders to dizzying heights. Better to leave that to licensed, insured pros who have the right equipment to get the job done right. On the other hand, if you have a single-story home, you can use a long, telescoping snow rake to pull snow off the roof. One caution, though, rakes that come into contact with shingles can do a lot of damage, so look for sturdy models with small rollers that keep the edge of the rake away from the shingles. Finally, before you start pulling snow off the roof, put some thought into where the snow is going to land. You don't want to damage your plants. Get more info at BobVila.com and right here at home with me, Bob Vila. 
If you knew there was a way to reach 93% of Americans with the message of your business, would you want to use it? Yeah, of course you would. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Radio reaches people. Every month, 245 million people listen to the radio. And more people are searching for news. This is a special year. Our country is doing great. Find out why advertising during Hewitt, France, Gallagher, Prager, Medved, and Elder on WHK can help grow your business. Really? What do you call it? A unicorn frappuccino? How much are the unicorn frappuccinos? What, what, I was going to say, what if you just want the unicorn? Just give me the unicorn. Hold the frap. Call Tim Vaughn at 216-525-1818. That's Tim Vaughn at 216-525-1818. AM 1420 is the answer to grow your business. Temperatures are starting to drop, and you know what that means. Old man winter is coming soon. It's time to take a look at those windows, doors, and other problem areas of your home before it's too late. Now is the time to call Joyce Factory Direct, Cleveland's family-owned window manufacturer and remodeler, to have one of their experts meet you for advice and on-the-spot pricing. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features state-of-the-art technology like Thermacore composite reinforcements and their exclusive Smart Shield high-performance glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers love how much warmer their house is and how easy the windows operate and clean. Every window is made specifically for your home and installed by factory experts. Let Joyce Factory Direct improve your home now before it's damp and cold. Call to schedule a free appointment, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1-800-368-6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call, 1-800-368-6262. Will you want more, so get more. need your ride to Our Lady of the Wayside. All right. Hey, you know what? This is fascinating. I was talking this morning about uh, one of the companies that I own uh, that uh, uh, is not of the price movement management style. It's a value style. Two different things. And we'll talk a little bit more about that on future shows. But stock dropped about 8% on Friday because the company came out with nudes that disappointed the uh, investors. I'm not really that disappointed. In fact, I'll probably wait around and probably add to the holdings on that. It's a uh, company called Discover Financial Services. Um, they had a, uh, a change in their net charge-off rate that went from 2.63 to 2.97. What that means is there's an increase in the amount of charge-offs. So some of the loans that they had uh, extended to people had uh, uh, increased by three tenths of a percent, and that translated into a huge drop in the stock price. Uh, in fact, from uh, it's actually not quite as low as the price I bought it uh, well over a year ago, and uh, but it's getting close. And if I were looking at this from the price movement standpoint, 
I would probably already be out of the stock. Actually, I, I would have been out of it a long time ago. Uh, I would have been out of it over a year ago, and it never would have shown back up again. That's one of the reasons that some people like that particular style. That's actually one of the reasons I run a portion of my money that way. I run a portion of my money in uh, some of my investors and in momentum indexes or momentum styles, rather, not indexes. The uh, I guess you could call my one strategy an index. It looks at price movement. Okay, and that's all it looks at, really. It looks at size and price movement. So that's one of the models that we run. If that were in that, which it was not, by the way, I would have been out of it a while ago. I happen to like the company. It's got it's had a very long and successful track record. It's got big profit margins. That's gonna hurt the profit margin, by the way, when you go from two point three to two point I'm sorry, 2.6 to 2.9. I forget. I have to go back and see what that is. Yep. Now, 2.6 to 2.9, that hurts your uh, your profit margin when you have that, that increase of that small amount uh, because of the way that the business is, is structured. That's not such a good thing. And oftentimes, some companies, when they produce a, uh, a loss like that, a lot of the institutions will start to extrapolate that out into the future Here's your artificial intelligence that highly, you know, efficient at work. It's basically projecting that out into the future as if it's not going to change. And if it doesn't change, that would be really bad. Uh, that, that stock goes down. It could get, get cut in half and it would cost me less than one half of 1% of my portfolio value. So I don't really care about that. And if it does go down a lot and business doesn't turn as bad as, as people think it uh, will, then you'll get a big rebound out of it and it'll be so fast you won't be able to catch it. So you're either in there or you're not. That's the tough thing about when you're doing a deep value portfolio, even like the, the guy called in what the dividend model, the dogs of the Dow. Uh, we've got a couple models like that. You just have to decide how much fluctuation you're going to put up with and then try to limit the exposure to your whole account to that particular strategy. Uh, and you need to work that in with all the other strategies to figure out what your total risk is so that you don't go above risk you're comfortable in taking. Uh, I don't, I know I just made that sound really complex and really hard. It's not that hard. If you were to come into the office and I showed you what it was, you go, Oh, that's pretty simple. And it is. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to be spending most of the rest of the weekend working on learning how to, to use the Sony A7 Mark II. That's a low light, uh, DSLR camera for video because I'm going to put these up online. Uh, all these conversations are going to put these up online as videos. And my headset is going haywire. There, that's, that's better. The, uh, I don't know what was happening there for a minute. I heard all this. <laughs> hey, by the way, if you'd like to call me, you'd like to talk during the week, maybe you want to get an investment plan in place, one that you think suits your, your investment. Tolerance, you know, your risk tolerance rather. The, uh, I'd be glad to, to show you what we do. Uh, that's kind of how we work. You come in, uh, we have a conversation. You explain your situation to me, what your concerns are. I'll work on several options, uh, show you what I think you could do. And then you get to decide. That's, that's the way it goes. If you ask me if I were in your position, what would I do? I'll tell you. Yeah. But ultimately, we try to be as transparent as humanly possible, and we are. We are as transparent as you can possibly be. 
So you get a really good idea of what the real risk is, uh, what the real costs are, what the benefits of certain things over other things are, and it's kind of tailored to you. It's really difficult to talk about this on the radio and get this all out inside of one 45-minute program. In fact, it's really difficult to get this in 52 weeks of programs like this because people's situations change, their lives change. And you may not feel the same way a year from now as you do today. So it's an ongoing process. But getting started, uh, that that's where sitting down or even over the phone, now, if you're talking to somebody over the phone, uh, you can still do a lot. And we can have, we can do uh, computer meetings too, so that you can see, you know, kind of what I'm talking about while we're talking. So that, that's an option. But if you just wanted to come in and talk about it, it's just so much easier. And, and I'm working as fast and as hard as I can with everything else I have to do, by the way, to, to get up to speed, to be able to put some of this information up online. So you'll be able to go to the website, pull it up, watch it and go, Hey, Oh, I think I get it now. The, uh, yeah. And the faster I can get you there, the better off we all are. It's easier for me. Uh, it's easier for you. Uh, even if you have other financial advisors, it'll make your relationship with them stronger and better. Uh, and uh, so that's a beautiful thing. I'm really looking forward to it. And by the way, I heard a commercial for the uh, um, for WHK and the and the fish. You know, Salem Communications across the country. They're publicly traded, by the way. And uh, I got to tell you, the uh, I have to I have to endorse I have to endorse these guys. I, the the advertising works so much better for me than any other programs that I've ever used, and it is a fraction of what television costs. And television's probably pretty good, I think. I don't know uh, because it's super expensive, and my exposure there is relatively limited. But I can tell you that this has been a a very good experience. The people are generally very nice that that respond, and uh, so from a personal point of view, yeah, the, uh, these guys do a great job. And I travel around the country listening to other stations with similar formats. I don't know, man. I think these guys are, uh, they're a little bit ahead of the game, a little bit ahead of the curve. Anyway, if you wanted to reach me during the week, you could always go to bullingtoncapital.com, shoot out an email. I will, uh, promise to try to get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. The, uh, uh you can also call us 330-664-0700 is the number. And I'm going to go right to Brian right now. Is this Brian Bidolf? Yeah. How did I know? That was a uh, that was ESP. <laughs> it must be. It only works on people, by the way, not stocks. <laughs> oh shoot! Yeah. So, um, what's up? Hey, I just want to ask you. Um, I said a question about uh, the, I have that sole four hundred one k that that you're managing for me. Sure. Can is it possible? It's a it's a traditional, right? As opposed to a Roth. Uh-huh. Is it possible to have, because I was told that you could have both components in one 401k. Uh, if you're a big corporation, that's pretty common. Uh, but you don't really need to do that. You could have the solo 401k and a Roth. You know, that, that's based on your uh, income uh, primarily. So, Because what you're talking about, yeah, I see that all the time. In fact, there are a lot of people, uh, if they're, in a corporation, you have the option to make it all Roth contributions and you can go up to some, you know, pretty big dollar amounts, uh, 18. Okay. But the, um, for the smaller plans, not so much, but it doesn't matter because you can do both 
uh, anyway. So, you, so wait, you're saying I can just open up another one? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so there's not a limit on how many you can open. It's all about the contribution limit. Yeah, there's a, there, right. Because I know I have like three IRAs, so yeah. I didn't know if it was the same with 401Ks. Yeah, there's just a limit. There's a limitation. There's actually a whole set of limitations. It depends on your situation. Uh, and when somebody calls in, we basically just look them up and go through them with them. But okay. yes, most people in the country can contribute to both a Roth IRA and a 401k at the same time. Uh, because the average income is uh, not high enough to preclude you Oh, no, you but from I, I already have a Roth IRA that I'm maxing out. Yeah, okay. So well, I guess my question would be, can I keep maxing out the Roth IRA and then have my traditional solo 401k with you and then also have you open up me a Roth solo 401k? Oh, I'll actually have to check on that one. I'm not really sure. Okay. So... I think there's this finite number of plans, but it's yeah. still so dang complicated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It, every year they change them, too. They change the rules all the you time. You know, I just did that self-directed IRA thing. Right. So I've been learning yeah. that for three weeks straight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's just, uh, it's brutal. The uh, the rule, And the rules change every year. I mean, they, they change something. Uh, occasionally, sure. the changes aren't very, you know, large. But then occasionally they do. They make some major changes. So, yeah. It's, uh, Can I just started thinking, well, taxes are low. Maybe I should be focusing more on Roth you know, versus traditional. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, you're going to have to know how to predict the future accurately to make that, that thing work. Right. Uh, if you can pay the taxes now, I think it's probably a pretty good thing to do. Have yeah, that's what can, I mean. I mean, yeah. all things being equal, if you can right. get tax-free when you pull it out later, you know. Oop. Oop. Hey, I hear the music. That means they're going to kick me off. Awesome. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> all right. Have a good Come weekend. On. Uh, you've been listening to Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon on 1420 The Answer. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.